the KISS 92.5 studios in Toronto, Canada. Are you this is Roz yes. and Mocha. Yeah. It's Roz and Mocha. What's going on? Hey guys, this is Bruno Mars. This is Selena Gomez. The Chainsmokers. Lady Gaga. Calvin Harris. Celestia Carr. You're listening to my boys Roz and Mocha. Roz and Mocha. My boys Roz and Mocha. The Roz and Mocha Show. Uh, between Roz and Mocha, who is your favorite? Roz. Mocha. Roz. 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 Mocha. You guys are so funny, man. Congratulations, Lisa! Wow! You just won $1,000. That is amazing. Y'all just made my entire morning. Keep it up. You guys are awesome, man. This is the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Roz and Mocha's Fix My Life. What advice can you guys give me? Okay, so my question is... My question is... Got a problem you can't fix. Roz and Mocha got you. Adam, hello. It's Roz and Mocha. How are you? Hi. Good morning, Roz and Mocha. Uh, we understand I'm you are good. stressed... Uh, I need some help. Like, how do I find balance between family and independence? Family and independence. You wrote, it says, Hey, Razamoka, fix my life. Living with my parents has never been my preference, uh, as I value having my own space and making independent decisions about my living arrangements. Currently, my wife and I are selling our one plus one bedroom home in anticipation of moving into a new townhouse. Uh, while staying at her parents' place, who are currently overseas, her mom expressed the idea of moving in with us once we settle in our new place to save on rent during their potential travel next year. Although I appreciate their help and understand the short-term nature of the arrangement. I fear that our independence and the vision of starting our own life will be compromised once they move in. While I am willing to give it a try for a few months, I worry that our autonomy and the joy of creating our own life will be overshadowed. Despite my concerns, I'm conflicted about being perceived as an unsupportive son-in-law. Yikes. Yeah. So have you (laughs) talked to your wife about this? Yes, I have. And? Um, uh, I mean, I know that she really likes and enjoys living with her parents, and so I respect that. But then I did tell her how much I really want a life with her, not not anybody else. Yeah, what did she and say about that? She she gave me a bit of silence, and then okay. So I think oh. she takes it into consideration. So wait a second. So your in-laws want to, what are they looking to get rid of their house in this, like here? Is that the deal? And then just yeah, live so with you guys. And then when they travel, they'll just be away. Exactly. So how long, exactly. how long out of like a calendar year would they say that they would be living with you guys? Well, they are retired, so they can travel as much as they can. But, um, but I think they will be away three to six months a year. Three. You think? So it's not even guaranteed It's yet. not even guaranteed. No. And, right, and, right. And, and your wife is actually quite, it sounds to me like she's quite excited about having your parents move in. That's right. That's okay, right. Yeah. She is but happy. is, is, is <laughs> the townhouse that you guys are, are, are moving into, is it even like big enough for two oh. more people? Yeah, it's capable. So we're moving yeah. from a one plus one to three. But like, I don't know, like, do you have any kids or anything like that? We don't have kids yet. Okay. Are you going to? Planning on it? Not planning. No, 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 no. I'm just asking about like logistics and and living uh, in close proximity to one another. So you don't have any kids. You're not necessarily planning, but are you doing anything to prevent them? No. Okay. Okay, so, uh, yeah, bro, um, I don't know if you can win. Your 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 wife sounds very excited to have her parents move in with you guys. Uh, how and, long have you? I don't or, know if you're going to win. How long have you been married? 
two, three, uh, two years now. Yeah, two, two years. Yeah. Okay. And yeah. how long has, has that been the amount of time that she's been <laughs> out of the house, out of her parents' place? Yes. That's the, basically uh, the only okay. time she's been away. And yeah. is this the, the only time that you've been away as well from no, your parents? No, I've been longer. I've been independent for way longer since oh, wow, yeah. university. Almost. Oh, yeah. So you need okay. that. I oh. think in order for this to happen, uh, you both need to be on the same page yeah, because man. what's going to wind up happening is then the, the, the angle of all of this is going to be her going to her parents saying, Adam doesn't want you to move in with us. Yeah. <laughs> I really don't want that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then you're the enemy. Yes. I'll yes. be the bad guy. You yeah. And then guess the- what's going to happen? They're still going to move in. Yes. Right? Uh, yes. And it's just going to be awkward. And then here you are, Adam feeling uh, uncomfortable in your own home. I know. I thought I would just need to have a man cave. <laughs> I, I think that, yeah, but, but then your father-in-law is going to be down there with you all yeah, day. Yeah, look at us in the man cave. <laughs> yeah, look, yeah, you guys are going <laughs> to... Yeah. Right, you want to watch, watch basketball? You, you want to watch golf? You don't need a man cave. You know what you need to do? Keep, the, keep the current condo you're living in. <laughs> give them the house. Uh, <sighs> might as well. No. Uh, I, I, I think in order for this to work, you and your wife have to be united on it. Yeah, man. you really, you really do. Uh, and I think that the, the, you need to have more conversations and just really lay it out. And that this isn't a decision that you're making for yourself. That this is a decision that you think will be best for the two of you. And that you guys, that you're building something. You're building a life together. You're doing all this stuff. And you know, you don't want to be interrupted. You don't want to be undermined. But you also you know, you want to be romantic and you, you, you want space right? and you want privacy do, and, and you, and you want to be able to be free in your own home and your newlyweds. And how are you supposed to come home after work and tap that when her mom's sitting at the table? I know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So maybe that's and the angle. You know what you do? You know what you do? Yeah. I would do this. I'd work out for a month and eat all the right foods and do all the right stuff. And I, I would have provided the most incredible tapping that that woman has ever experienced. Like there will never be tapping like that again. Wow. And then you just look at her and go, that'll be the last time that happens. <laughs> <laughs> we got maybe an inch and a half of drywall between me and your mother. Oh, damn. Oh, yeah, that killed the mood right Right? Away. Yeah. <laughs> Guaranteed your in-laws won't be moving in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You, I mean, you do have choices. But uh, but I would say in order for this to happen, you and your wife need to be on the same page. Otherwise, yeah, your in-laws are going to move in with you. And you're going to become agree. best friends with your father-in-law and never have sex again. Oh, no. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. couple options for you there, Adam. Thanks, man. Thank you, guys. Love you guys. Roz and Mocha's Fix My Life on KISS. Julia, hello. Razamok has fixed my life. Julia, what the hell is going on? Hey, um, I work for a bunch of morons. Same. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, you said for, not with, right? Right, true. <laughs> um, you wrote us this. Uh, hey, Razamoka yeah. fixed my life. I work for a large company and the store location has such an inefficient and disorganized management team. The store lead is literally senile. How do I oh, learn wow. to suck it up? and put up with all their crap in order to keep my full-time benefits. I love what I do and the other people I work with, but this company is draining me as and has uh, the most stupid policies, especially when the store... (laughs) 
uh, lead picks and chooses what policies they want to follow day to day. Do I just bite the bullet uh, and find another job or am I being dramatic and unreasonable as management tells me that I am? Wow. Uh, so give us some examples. Uh-huh. There are, um, you know, conflict of interest kind of things because it's a retail store. And um, if you work for us, you can't work for another company, but the store lead has no problem if um, her favorite employees can like do whatever they want and they can have conflict of interest. They can take um, tips and gifts from customers when that's not allowed. They can wear whatever they want, even though it's against uniform. Like it's, it's so stupid. And then um, I can't remember something else, but anyway. So, so Wait, they- but, but do you, Julia, do you get your job done every day? Are you going in there, completing the task, and you're good? Um, sometimes. Oh, and sometimes not? Yes. <laughs> oh, okay. Why, why do you not get your job done some days? So sometimes I don't because I, I'll be pulled in to the store leader office to be told that what I'm doing that is, like, following the rules, mm-hmm. she wants me to not do that day. Hey, um, Julia, yeah. not to be, like, please don't take any offense to this, Okay. Okay. Are you a crap employee? <laughs> like, do you suck at your job? No, like, uh, like honestly, and like, I'm, I'm not even like trying to like boost myself for whatever. I'm a very, very, very good employee. Okay. So you don't like it that they treat, uh, they give sort of permission to other employees that they don't give to you as far as being able to do other stuff, the way you dress, the way you act, what you do, all this other stuff, right? Like some employees get that treatment, some don't, correct? Yeah. And the, and it's, this is all the decision from the top down. Like it's all upper, upper management, right? Yeah. Like literally my store manager said to me once, you work for me, so I don't care what any policies say. Uh, you're going to do what I want you to do. So if I want you here and I want you doing this, that's what you're going to be doing. Okay. I mean, wow. is, is it out of what you would normally do or like, are you, are you being um, asked, are you being asked to do things that you feel are way out of the scope of what you were hired to do? Yes. Yes. Like really? What? Like what? So um, we have different departments in our store. And when you are assigned to one department, you're not allowed to do any work that is in a different department because your contract will say you were hired for so-and-so department. You will only perform so-and-so department tasks when you are um, allocated and assigned to that department. But do they not? So, do they not have the ability to move you from department to department? It depends on what hours of labor they're using. So if if you're in the hours of labor for one department, mm-hmm. they cannot by contract make you work in a different department while a, you're on. Is one this a union hours. place? No. Okay. The, I, I I highly doubt that the, that a company you work for that is not a union company has given themselves the inability to move employees from department to department. But that's what, like, for example, my contract says that, like, I'm hired to be in one department and they can't ask me to do stuff that's for a different department if I'm in the other one. Okay. I know that's kind of confusing, but that's how it works. Yeah, I doubt that they're, I mean, I think that if if, if you had a lawyer go through that contract, they would you would plainly see that they are able to do whatever they want to do. Okay. Guaranteed. Guaranteed. They're like nobody no company is going to shackle themselves with that limited ability to move employees around. Okay, fair enough. 
I, I think that you I think that you're you're either you either haven't read it fully or you're sort of misunderstanding some things. Um, but anyway, listen, if there's nobody to complain to, like if this goes all the way up, like to your to your senile boss and there's nobody above them. Uh, I don't know what your other options are other than to sort of suck it up because it doesn't sound like you're being like grossly mistreated. It just sounds like you're dealing with morons. So um, thank you for saying grossly mistreated because that just reminded me of something. So there are times when we will be verbally abused by customers and our manager will come out and she will agree with the customer. She will give them everything that they wanted and then she won't say anything to us, but then it makes us look stupid when we tell a customer, you can't talk to us this way and expect to get blah, blah, blah. But then the manager comes out and says, oh, I don't know what they were talking about. They're, they're not right to do that. Let me do this for you, blah, blah, blah. And then they still give us a review online anyway. <laughs> Damn. Yeah. It's, I don't even know what you're selling at this store, but it sounds like a terrible <laughs> place to work. Yeah. Like, Julia, is there an option for you like, just to just, straight up leave and go work somewhere else? I, I could, but like I would have to like change location and yeah but like I, I i love everybody i work with and i oh, and sounds like it yeah <laughs> okay except for the morons uh, who are running I, the place. I, I think maybe yeah. i think maybe you just need somebody to listen to you like it, it feels that you're not willing to leave it's none of none of this is causing you to be like you know you're gonna walk in and you throw your apron on the counter and be like i'm out of here if you wear an apron yeah. i don't know what you do um, but, but, you know, but, but it, it doesn't sound like you're at that point. It just sounds like you're frustrated. And, and I think that there's probably, if you're frustrated, there's probably other people that are frustrated. And if, if anything is going to happen with management, it's not going to happen on your own. You need to get all the other people who feel the same way you do. And you need to go at this as a group. Oh, okay. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that makes sense. All right. Thanks, Julia. Thank you guys. Bye. Thank you. Roz and Mocha's Fix My Life. What advice can you guys give me? Okay, so my question is... My question is... Got a problem you can't fix. Roz and Mocha got you. Jen, hello, it's Roz and Mocha. How are you? Hey, good morning. I'm good. How are you guys? Good. Uh, Welcome back to Roz and Mocha's Fix My Life. We talked to you back in uh, November and gave you some advice on an issue you were dealing with. And you were back... Not necessarily with an update, but I guess you need more advice. I don't think we've ever done this before. Okay, so Jen, you originally called us because you had a 16-year-old daughter uh, that had you questioning everything about being a parent. She was smoking weed, skipping school, hating everyone in the immediate family. Uh, And you said that you couldn't let her go down this path, but you just didn't know how to turn it around because you loved her so much. And I know that when when we had talked one of the things that played heavily into this was just the, the influence that social media played over her and TikTok and everything else. And then, but also, you know, the idea that you couldn't go too hard because you would probably wind up pushing her away. Uh, and you were in a real tricky spot. So what's going on with you and your, and your kid? <laughs> well, I, you know what, after that talk, um, she had started counseling. So she was doing that weekly. Mm-hmm. Um, and then one day, I think I got like a notification from the counselor that the appointment had been canceled last minute. Um, and so I was wondering why. And so it turned out that she had canceled her appointment um, and then just basically said, like, it doesn't work. It's not counseling's not for me, essentially, is what she said. She mm-hmm. goes, it's for people that have anxiety and depression. And I don't have that. What happened then? So then she's now refusing to go back. Like she said, it's not for her. So then, of course, it was just getting worse again. Because I did find that with the counseling, she was communicating better and at least having conversations, recognizing sometimes maybe when 
she wasn't saying or doing the nicest things that she would recognize that and, you know, apologize and say, you know what, like, mom, I'm sorry. Like that wasn't, that wasn't cool kind of thing, you know? Um, And then now that she's not going, she's like right back into just being extremely disrespectful to me, to her brother, to um, mostly, I guess, just to us. But yeah, it's, it got worse to the point that not that long ago, like days ago, um, I basically told her, if you're not happy here, because she said living at home is like with me was like living in hell. Um, And so I said, maybe it's time for you to go find your happy place. So right now she um, has, you know, packed up some stuff and she's living with her dad. Oh, wow. And what have the conversations been like throughout this entire time with her dad? Like not between her and her dad, but between you and her dad in updating everything that she's been going through. Yeah, like I think I, I think that we're on the same page as far as what our expectations are. And obviously that we're not pleased with. I mean, she's failing school because she's not going and she's, you know, still smoking weed. And is the is the dad's house a good place for her to be? No, probably not. He works two jobs. So he works during the day, comes home, sleeps and then works overnight. So there's like zero supervision then. You got it. So it's perfect for her then. Probably. I, I think that where one of the places where this went wrong is how did she get the idea that counseling was only for people with anxiety and depression? Like who put that? <laughs> who put that in her head? Um, I, I I I don't know. I guess her, her when she was in counseling, she said that the um, the counselor only focused on why she smoked weed. And so she was like, but that's like, that's all she ever wanted to talk about. Hey, you got any other women in your life? Does she have an aunt? Do you got a sister? She got anybody like that? Yeah. My sister tried to talk to her at Christmas time. Yeah. um, And she went and locked herself in the bathroom. Okay. Because she said my aunt, like she came, she's like, she came at me. Yeah. Like, so when you do want to talk to her, it's the, the, yeah, it's the, you can't like. But you know what? Maybe the aunt didn't even come at her and that's just how she takes it. Like everyone is, is, it's, is against her, right? It's It's her against the world. It's, it's important to give, especially, you know, sort of young, young women, right? It's important to give them as a mom. I know you want it. You, you grow up, like you raise this kid thinking that you're going to be their everything, right? But you have, you have to, along the way, give them them sort of other landing pads to go, right? You have to give them other places to go and you have to introduce them to other people along the way in life where they feel free to go to these people who they feel close with and are also close to you to talk crap about you. Right. Right. Yep. They they yep. have to have an outlet because oftentimes a, to a 16 year old therapy is terrifying because one, they think that they're screwed up Two, they feel that their family's given up on them. So they got to send mm-hmm. them to some sort of doctor. But it's really important to give people to give kids, teenage girls, other people in their lives that they can go to where they feel comfortable and safe and trusted when going to them. Yeah, you is there, have to introduce those people, and you got to do it at an early age. Is there they a, have to know they have that outlet. Is there another family yeah. member that she feels comfortable with or feels close to, like another aunt or a cousin, like someone she could actually kick it with? No. So it's just me and my sister. She talks to my mom a lot. She's pretty close to my mom, but yeah. I'll be honest, my mom and I have had some rocky times in the That's past. Fine. And I think That's that, fine. That's fine. That's fine. You're the common denominator. Maybe if your kid and your mom get together, the two of them could talk crap about you. 100%.
Yeah. Don't let your relationship with your mom interfere with her relationship with your with with your mom. You know what I mean? Right. Like yep, don't yep. don't let that cloud it. If your mom is good for her and she trusts your mom and she can talk to your mom, start there. Mm-hmm. Okay. Right. Start there. Give her a place to go. Give her a number to call. Give her somebody that she trusts. She because that's what I think that she doesn't have right now. Okay. Okay. Maybe but that's ex- what she explain needs. to your mom and, and go into it with your mom being like, I, I, I know we don't have the best relationship right now, but this is my mm-hmm. kid and it's also your granddaughter and we both love her. So here's what needs to happen. You don't have to tell me everything. I'm not going to use you as a narc, but she needs an outlet. She needs somebody mm-hmm. she can go to because right now she's drowning and she feels she's alone and everybody's turned her back and they want to throw her into a room with a doctor that she doesn't know. And that's devastating to a kid. And so she needs, right. she needs somebody and she needs somebody who she feels comfortable with, where she thinks that they, where she feels trusted. Do I try to get her back home? Jeez, uh, oh, that's a that, that, that that's that that's like another conversation. Um, obviously, I you think don't, the safest you, place for her to be is with you. But yeah, you don't like, want her to spiral, right? Uh, like at right. all. And and Zamoka says she's probably better off with you. But is she? Yeah, <laughs> I, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Right. Maybe ask your mom for some some help with this. Right. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Well, guys, thank you so much. All right. Like, I really appreciate it. You got no it. All the best. Hope it works out. Okay. Thanks, guys. Roz and Mocha's Fix My Life on Kiss. Sandra, hello. It's Roz and Mocha. Welcome to Fix My Life. What in your life needs fixing? Something stinks at work. Something stinks at work. Uh, Sandra, you wrote says, Hey, Razamoka, fix my life. I'm an ECE, which is an early childhood educator, and have a partner in my classroom. She's new, only started in October, but she stinks. Uh, some days I can smell her across the room, and I don't know how to tell her. We've got a lot of these over the mm. years, a stinky coworker, <laughs> and how to deal with it. Um, what are the age uh, ages of the kids that you're uh, looking after every day? Uh, they're like grade one, grade two. Uh, have they, any of them made any comments? Have they said anything? No. Because you know how no. like, kids can be like brutally honest sometimes, right? Yeah, no, they haven't said anything. Okay, so, yeah, I know, that's what I was thinking. Just let the kids do it. Uh, no, <laughs> I'm, I'm kidding, I'm kidding. I, I think I, your situation at work is a little bit different because you are in a school environment, and school environments have rules. Mm-hmm. First thing I would do is check with... Like whoever your superior is or HR, how this stuff should be handled. Because if you tell a coworker that they uh, stink, this is 2024, that can be seen as an act of violence. Yeah, And then the next thing you know, you got some sort of paperwork thing and suspension and all this stuff. So I would first check on that. And then, as we've said many times before, you know, if it's you that has the conversation with them, I think that the the right thing to do is to just be sort of like empathetic, but be blunt and do it privately. Um, They always say to offer help, but I don't know what I think to me that that would be even more insulting. Hey, listen, if you need help, let me know. Like, what are you going to do? Uh, but I think that the, the the rule is is to just be be empathetic. So you know, keep their feelings in mind. But you have to be blunt. Like, don't do the, hey, have you noticed sometimes when you come in here it stinks <laughs> a little bit? Like, you can't do that stuff. But right? I think that they would appreciate the um, the choice of words, like the honesty behind it, rather than like kind of uh, jumping around the conversation. Yeah, I don't know. In the past, when I bring something up with her. Um, she doesn't seem to take it very well, even mm. when it's like work related. Yeah. So it's putting me in a tough spot because I don't feel like she's going to receive it well. Have right. you talked to anybody else at work about it? Yeah. What's everyone else saying? 
they they see it too they, or they smell it too yeah and no one says um, anything what about your boss um she's she feels like she's not going to touch it like it's not oh so she place. knows yeah. yeah she knows i've talked to her about it too yeah schools are a weird place right now like god is so, it something that you could escalate then beyond your boss but like let your boss know like something's got to be done no there's there's no one really above her. <laughs> so do you know what the, like, here's the here's the, the thing you have to think about in these situations, right? What's the best that can happen? What's the worst that can happen? What's the best that can happen if you have a private conversation with her is she's like, oh my God, I had no idea. I'm so sorry. You know, whatever. She changes her habits, fixes the problem, whatever it may be, right? Right. What's the worst that can happen? I, I don't know. I mean. She files a complaint? Turns, turns it around on you, starts accusing you of harassment, starts like you're in a school environment. Like you got to think about all this stuff, yeah. right? And, 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 you know, other places have done the thing in the past, which I think is bad, is a terrible idea, which you tell your boss and then the boss sends everybody a memo. Oh. Hey guys, just want to uh, update everybody on like the policies at work and, you know, we're oh going to talk about parking. We're going to talk about, uh, you you know, uh, coming in, uh, coming in late. What happens when you forget your pass card? Also hygiene, uh-huh. right? You can't do one of those and you can't like leave a, a, an anonymous note on their debt. You can't do any of that stuff. Like the only way to tackle this problem is to have a private one-on-one conversation that is, you know, like I said, empathetic, but blunt. You know, we had, we got one of those emails last week. Did we? From our boss. Really? <laughs> yeah. About what? And I think, I, I think I'm the guilty one, oh. but he sent it to like everyone. Oh. About keeping the studio space clean and not oh. to leave bits of granola on the desk and stuff like that, right? <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, bro, just tell me that I left some granola. Because I, I eat, I eat breakfast here yes. every single day and yes. I try my best to keep the workspace clean before yes. I leave. But I guess that particular day, yes. maybe some granola bits from my breakfast was left over and he sent an email to everybody. Right. And what that does is other people are like, dude, I don't eat granola. That's mocha. Yeah. Why did I get this email? Yeah. But I, when right? I read it, I was like, I know this is me. Yes. But just yes. like, tell me. Yes. Yes. When I was at ET Canada, we used to get those all the time because they were terrified to have private conversations with yeah, people, yeah. all of us divas up there, right? So, <laughs> so, yeah. so somebody would do something, right? Uh-huh. Like, I don't know, you're late, you're, whatever it is, right? And an email would go out just to remind everybody, studio time is not an option. You have to be there. I'm, I'm like, I have never been late uh-huh. in 17 years. Yeah, don't at me on this one. Don't at me on this one. And also, say something positive to me. <laughs> Your hair looks great. Right? Say, hey, man, you've never been late and we noticed. Yeah, yeah, I get it. I get it. Right? You can't do that. So but- I don't know if that's an option, Sandra, for you to have a direct one-on-one and to Roz, Roz's point, uh, be compassionate about it. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to have to work on it. Yeah. I, I might give it a little bit of time. Yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah, it's something that I'll probably have to do a one-on-one. Yeah. But yeah. also, you know, look up the, the company policy on things like that, on how to have a conversation or if somebody else needs to step in and have a conversation. So then you don't get accused of being harassing her. Right. Okay. Uh, it's a tough one. It's a tough one to deal with, yeah. especially in a school environment. Especially yeah. in a school environment. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. All right, Sandra. Okay. Thanks All so right. Much. Okay. No worries. Have a good day. You too. Thanks. Thanks for listening to the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Catch the guys live. Weekday mornings from 6 to 10 on KISS 92.5. KISS 92.5.com. Or download the KISS 92.5 app.